0: You're listening to Kiss FM. Not really. You're listening to The Ramble Room. But did I have you fooled for even just a second? No, you didn't. Shit. Okay. Well, hi. Hi. Nice to see you. I can't say the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, it's nice to see you. Sure you can. Kid. You want to hear a story? I always do. I, I'm going to tell a story that Ariana... Sort of reminded me of this, but I, she reminded me of my third grade teacher. We're just going to say Mrs. R, because we, it's fine. We're Legality's not gonna, sake. I just, I don't really think there would be a legal issue, but I'd rather not use their actual last name. Yeah. Oh, it's Mrs. R, my third grade teacher. I was eight years old. Ariana reminded me of one incident that I literally must have completely blocked from my entire, I mean, maybe it's in my subconscious somewhere. It is, because when you said it, now I'm reminded. Yeah. But, like, all of my anxiety issues, I must have buried it deep down so that I didn't have to think about that memory. (laughs) (laughs) This is getting serious. Now, she was quite an interesting woman. She had all sorts of different qualities to her. Mm -hmm. One of them was being the worst. (laughs) Oh my gosh. The only time you ever saw her wearing shorts was field day. Yeah, there was field day at the end of the year. And I don't know how many kids, kids, how many people remember if they had a field day or not. But I think most schools do have some sort of yeah. thing where at the end of the year you go outside and you play lots of different games, like and water the, balloon fights. the gym fights. teacher is there and he's like, and or tug of war. Like, I did this. Yeah, now Mrs. R, her... Face her foundation makeup, did not match her pale white legs. It was like orange carrot foundation. Well, and didn't she used to like apply it in front of you? Yes, that's what I was going to talk about. We're taking the test. I look up and she's at her desk with the biggest makeup case I've ever seen in my life, reapplying her eyeshadow and her orange foundation. She had always had blue eyeshadow, orange foundation. What a combination! That rhymed orange and blue. And then uh there was also one time she was like, "We will start this vocabulary or it was either like a vocabulary pop quiz or like a spelling bee type of thing." She goes, "We will start this right after I reapply my lipstick." And she legitimately reapplied her lipstick in front of us. I'm like, "Okay." Yeah, she <laughs> this woman is eccentric, but also like I remember mom and dad would go to parent-teachers conferences and she would talk to them like they were children. So <laughs> did Mrs. A. Oh, yeah. I guess there's a few different teachers in elementary school who don't get out of that mode. They're like, I'm going to talk to you like you're an, a seven-year-old. But Mrs. A would talk to the kids like they were adults. She was like, what, are you an idiot? <laughs> and then to like the parents, she was like, well, Ariana is having some problems. It's like the Miss Nelson is missing. Can you say problem? I have a lot of issues. She was just and she was real strict, Mrs. R. Mrs. R, I didn't have her as a homeroom teacher. You did. Well, you're lucky. But I mean uh, I did have her. She was just unbelievably strict to a bunch of 8-year-olds. It's like, what are you doing with your life when you're letting yourself get that angry? Ugh, just have that much animosity towards children. Are you sure you should be a teacher? And then like years later, I ran into her one time at like a Meyer you did? Yeah. I ran into her in, like, the did tampon aisle. It was awkward. Did you say hi? Yeah, I think I did. No. Why well, would you? I'm, no, because it's me. I don't really. I,
1: I would have like, said
0: hi. Yeah, you probably would have, but I try to, like, run away from people that I'm like, uh, Even if this it's going to be like... awkward if we encounter each other. <laughs> Even if I don't like somebody, I'll go, If it's hi. people I liked and I had good experiences with, then it's not as scary. But if it's people who, are, like, traumatized oh, you. Like the sucker debacle of 2006, (laughs) which Melissa doesn't even remember. I don't. I I literally, I do remember it once you told me. Ariana does this constantly. She reminds me of of really sad moments in my life that I must have buried down. Yeah, so that's all I'm here for is to remind Melissa of the time she was really sad and things happened badly to her. Yeah, things uh, that made me sad or anxious, I pushed down so much that Ariana has to bring them up for me to to confront them. Um, but the whole thing was that <laughs> I remember mom came home cause I was six. I don't know. Yeah. you I, have been. I was almost seven. So I would have been in first grade. So we came home and I remember mom was like, you were like ta- telling mom about how <laughs> Mrs. R because there was a kid in your class who had a, a, like an allergy. She took your birthday treat, which was a bag of blow pop suckers. And she threw it away. <laughs> and, Mom was like, Why would she throw it away? They were unopened. <laughs> Why wouldn't Why she would- just give it back to you and you could put it in your backpack? It's not like they were yeah. open. And you were like, I don't know. And I just remember sitting there going, That sucks. But I just feel like if you put if you put the suckers in a you just kept the bag there and you had kids who weren't allergic to it just pick up a sucker on their way out of the class. Right. I don't see how that's dangerous for someone... And I mean, maybe I'm crazy, and I, I'm no doctor. And I don't know I why she like threw it away But I feel like they're either. wrapped suckers. What are they going to do? We're going to do something we've never done before. They're far, far away from from anyone's nose, ears, mouth, or eyes. And they're wrapped. We're going to do something we've never done before. We're going to have Mom confirm the story. We're going to have our first caller. Does she even remember? She should. I feel like... Hello? Hello? Okay. Hi. How are you?
1: Hi. Fine. Okay.
0: Well, <laughs> okay. So Mel and I are talking about Mrs. R, Uh huh. Um, her third-grade teacher, and we uh-huh. were talking about, do you remember, Melissa brought in, like, a bag of, like, blow-pop suckers, and because there was a kid in her class that had an allergy, <laughs> M- M- Mrs. R was like, no, and threw the whole bag away, and then, <laughs> like... We got into your car, and you were like, how were the birthday treats? And Melissa was like, bad. Mrs. R threw them away. And you were like, she what?
1: Do you remember this? Yes. I was extremely angry. (laughs) Matter of fact, fact, now that you're bringing it up again, I'm getting angry all over again. (laughs) And I want to go back to school and say, where's the sucker, bitch? (laughs)
0: I know. Melissa said that she didn't even really remember it that well until I started like telling her the whole story.
1: Yeah. No, I I do remember. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Sorry. I'm uh, that's all I'm here to do is make
0: people (laughs) mad and sad. Um, Do you remember we also talked about um, Mrs. A as well Mm -hmm. and how Mrs. A would talk to like parents like they were seven years old. But so would Mrs.
1: R. Right. Except for it was a different tone. Mrs. A would say, this is what I've been teaching your little ones. <laughs> and she would talk to you, like, you know, in a gentle, kind voice. Mm-hmm. Whereas Mrs. R would say to you, all right, now, this is what we're going to do. You guys are going to wait out here. And she's talking to the parents like we're the eight-year-olds. <laughs> Really like bossy, but what? And then when, and then when I call you in, <coughs> then you're gonna come and you're gonna pick a student and you're gonna help with the spelling. Why like, were you helping like, kids with spelling? I don't know. It had. I don't remember if it was just giving them the spelling test or correcting them. I don't know. I can't <laughs> even remember. She I had, remember. She had
0: you guys grading papers for her.
1: <laughs> you're gonna come right. in.
0: And you're going to look through the spelling test. Tell me if that kid aced it. And that's the grade yeah. I'll give him.
1: <laughs> right. I I just remember, I don't know what we were doing. I just remember thinking to myself, I am never helping this teacher again. She <laughs> is ridiculous.
0: Oh man. But but it's like what teacher talks to 8-year-olds that way? Right. How are you going right. to cross anybody? Well, this
1: one this one did. I know. She's she terrible. Wasn't very nice. Didn't the kid see his pants in her class? No. Oh, that
0: no, right. that was in middle school. That's Ooh, it, Was gosh. that a substitute? Yeah. Yeah,
1: that was a substitute. That's right. Yeah, she
0: was not back Mrs. the next H, hour. H, right?
1: That wasn't H. Mrs.
0: H. No, it was a substitute. Oh, yeah, that oh, was terrible. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. made, like, several kids in that one class cry, and they did nothing wrong. Yeah. And so right. she never <laughs> subbed again. Yeah. It's like, you can't do these things to children. Yeah. No. You're just traumatizing them. It's terrible. I
1: know. Well, you had some really good teachers and some not so really good teachers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you get a mix.
0: You get a mix. And if the ones lucky. that we liked, we're still in touch with.
1: So. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for confirming, uh, confirming, conforming. Thank you for conforming. Thank you for confirming yeah. that story and also sharing a bit of the other.
1: <laughs> you're welcome. Oh man! So now, there you spe- have it.
0: Speaking of conforming,
1: Ariana, um, mm-hmm, would you like to give
0: us a synopsis of this movie we watched? Absolutely, I would. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I all the calling things. Where's my suckers, bitch? That's what I'm gonna say on the daily basis now. <laughs> That's gonna be the. Title. Where's my suckers, bitch? <laughs> it should be the title of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, where, where are, are my, my suckers, suckers, bitch? B- okay, you buying me a new bag of blow pops, <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> Over oh, a bag of blow pops, it's so minuscule. Oh, okay. I love that both of you got like exceedingly angry as we <laughs> it, continue to dive yeah, into that. Yeah, as my memory came back, I was like, what a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was gosh, eight. I, was, I wish my 8-year-old eight self was a little more cynical, a little more uh, bitter. <laughs> 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 I would have had some good comebacks. Anyway, the movie <laughs> <laughs> The movie we watched this week is called <laughs> The Color of Friendship. It is it was released in 2000. Our second in the 2000s. Yes. However, even though it was made in 2000s, it is based in 1977. Two girls from opposite sides of the world come together and change each other's lives. Young, white, Mari Bach <coughs> lives in apartheid South Africa with her wealthy family. Piper Dellums, the black daughter of U.S. congressman in Washington, D.C., prepares to welcome Mari to the U.S. for a semester abroad. Mari is surprised to find her host family is black. And Piper is stunned that Mari is white. Each will have to question the assumptions she had. Yes. That this, is a synopsis. Uh, this is probably the d- one of the deepest Disney Channel movies. That I we've seen say. so far for sure. Still very relevant, I mean, horse sense. Shut up, Ariana. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I mean, that racetrack moral oh. dilemma of racetracks, that was pretty deep. And And when Joey Lawrence got the horse sense... I felt that. I felt that in my soul. That was relatable (laughs) as hell.
1: And This this
0: is like super topical still, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. And it was very Uh, cool to see them like bringing it back. Like they did, this is the first one where they've gone back. They've done it like an era piece. Right. And this is based on obviously true events of Mm -hmm. apartheid in South Africa. Um. It's biographical, so the Dellums family is right. real as well. This yes. whole thing happened. I mean, they took liberties, obviously, but. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, I don't know where to start. It's like this How about movie. the beginning? This movie was made in 2000, mm-hmm. but it's set in a time of 1977. Mm-hmm. And 20 years later, since this movie released, still the same problems, which is very sad. So, there's work to do, isn't there? <laughs> Let's get working. <laughs> um, I wanna say that this has the best and worst soundtrack. <laughs> like yes. there are moments in this movie where I went I went, Okay, I see what we're doing here. And then there were other times where I went, What the hell was that? You know? Yeah. So the main the main character, Piper Dellums. Mm-hmm. Um, she lives in Washington, DC with her father, Congressman Ron Dellums. They're her mother's Roscoe Dellens, and she's got two younger twin brothers, Brandon and Eric. I had no crushes on anybody in this entire movie. Well, yeah, but, I mean, you didn't really need to. No, I didn't need to, but I'm just letting... the purpose. I'm letting them know, because every other movie I've been like, oh, oh and yeah. I thought this person was cute. Yeah. I didn't this time, and that's okay. It was still a very enjoyable movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then we're introduced, Piper, you know, we start off... We see that she's taken an interest in different nations of Africa. Mm -hmm. She, I mean, she's really kind of wanting to educate herself on her own roots. And Mm -hmm. especially since her dad is also working to fight for freedom for black South Africans. Yeah. So, um, so that's a big part of her kind of journey in the beginning. And she's begging her parents to host an African exchange student. Yeah, she, I mean, she's got different African music playing, and uh, her, her dad's finally like, okay, we'll do this. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we'll look into it, and we will see about having an African exchange student. So now she's all pumped. She's excited. Then we're introduced to our other, I'd say there's two main characters. Our other main character is Mari Bach. She is a white South African who lives in a pretty big house, With, you know, her parents. And she's got a little brother. Uh, His name is Ryan. And then they have, like, an au pair of sorts named Flora. Well, she thinks it's an au pair. Yeah. She's their maid slash servant. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's it's described here. They comfortably benefit from the system of apartheid without questioning its morality. Mm. Mari's father, Peter Bach, is a South African policeman. But he sits at the table with his family. He comes and sits down, and he's excited. He cannot hide his joy that a black South African man who's fighting against the apartheid has been captured by mm-hmm. their government. So she's she's benefiting from white supremacy mm-hmm. and ignorant to how it's affecting Others around her. Others around her. But they're at they're at this restaurant, and there's this old white. And it's literally filled with white people. Like there's not a black person in sight. Yeah. But then you see the busboy, who is a black kid, and um, he, he, he spills fa- something. Yeah, he falls, and the the tray that he's carrying spills on a customer, mm-hmm. and the customer <coughs> calls him an offensive racist word,
1: and, and then, then kicks, kicks him. him,
0: kicks him on the ground, and Mari looks concerned, confused you can tell like that mari isn't okay with the fact that he just kicked this other human being but she's not going to stop it because that's nobody else was you well, yeah, know but but she also constantly is explaining she just believes what she's been told yeah <laughs> like most people you 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 have to have other people or surround yourself with other people um so that you can start questioning things in your life that you've been told yeah so um it's the same thing she thinks her maid is her best friend Mm -hmm. but her maid is being oppressed by her by her government and her father works for the government yeah it's like you're living in a household that's benefiting from white supremacy and yet you say you love your maid flora yeah (coughs) so Uh, we have we have piper who is wanting uh and a South African exchange student c- to come, and we have Mari, who is wanting to be an exchange student to go to America to I, th- I see think, what that's about. She's just,
1: Yeah, <clears throat> I think she's
0: just wanting to learn more about the American way of life. Yeah, because, I mean, so I'm sure that was probably part of the curiosity of it all, too. She Yeah, a lot of it is she wants to study there. It's almost yeah. like a study abroad program. She's right. wanting to explore new avenues of life. Yeah. And she was like, I hope it's somewhere exciting like New York or. Yeah. Uh, and then we get this wonderful scene. Um, Mari is with Flora, the maid. And Flora, Ryan comes up and he's got a bird in a is cage. Is that her brother's name? Yeah, Ryan. Okay. Ryan comes up. He's got a bird in a cage. Which what's the bird? The type of bird? It's it a weaver bird. A weaver bird. Which is important. Yes. The weaver bird has many different styles of plumage and its communal nest building which is used as a metaphor for the possibility of racial harmony mm-hmm. throughout the movie. Because it's they have like blackbirds and red yellow birds and yellow birds all living in one big nest with smaller nests in mixed right. in which it's is a why they community weavers. Nest, Yeah, they nest build a giant community of colorful birds all together. Right. And none um, of them have problems and they all live in harmony. And it's like Flora's laying down this uh, truth bomb. Yeah, this truth bomb with this bird, and obviously Mari and Ryan are completely oblivious to the real message here. They're like, all right, sick, it's a colorful bird who yeah. lives in a giant nest with other birds. And uh and so she um I think we cut back also and Piper is talking to her student. So she's got a couple of school friends that her twin brothers also hang out with. Were there any other people in their friend group, or just, just those five, five people? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think Piper's the only girl. Okay, yeah. So they're they're all hanging out and talking about. Oh, okay. Well, we gotta like throw a big, you know, make the person that's coming to visit you feel welcome. So they're kind of just talking about kind of throwing this celebration for like the like African a welcome exchange home student that's banner and yeah, all this other stuff. And so. Mari, you know, her parents approve of her going to study abroad, and she's getting ready to leave. The dad makes some sort of joke like, like, you're going to call and want to come home in a day. Yeah, he's like, you'll get homesick. She's not going to want to stay there for long. She'll want to come home pretty soon. So Mari begins to leave. She's leaving. She hugs Flora. Flora says, uh, she says something like, I hope you learn something. Right? No, so... She's like, I hope you keep an open mind and you learn something. So the whole weaver bird thing, yeah. Flora is putting up, um, like, clothes on a clothesline. hmm And she goes, oh, do you know the family you're going to stay with? And she goes, yes, the Delums. Oh, that's right. And then right. Flora goes, you mean Delums? And she goes, no, right, Delums. Right. And Flora goes, okay. And then we mm-hmm. see Flora after she sent, she gives Mari a hug. That's right. We see that Flora has, like, a newspaper article of congressman, congressman Dellums, who is a black man who is trying to stop the apartheid in south africa and right. she's like you're in for a rude awakening there mari right but she's also like supportive of it yeah she's excited because she's like she says They'll that she understand departs. she's like i i hope you learn something you know um i encourage you to listen and learn while you're there in america mm-hmm. and so mari's on her way and there's also a, a flag that is given to the dad before Mari leaves. And it's the South African, uh, yeah. it's like the symbol of the rebellion. of. And the dad's like, Flora, get rid of this. Yeah, he's like, this symbol is banned. So Flora takes it and then she folds, rolls it up and puts it in her pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Mari gets to the airport. And... Piper and her mom are waiting there because Congressman couldn't get away from the office. Yeah. Does he have a name? A first name? Because I just keep calling him Congressman Dellums. It's Ron. Ron. Ron Dellums. Ronald. Yeah, Ron. Okay. So Ron couldn't get away from the office, so they were like, we'll bring Mari to you. So Roscoe and Piper go to pick her up. Which Roscoe is the best name and the best person. Yep. Roscoe is the best character. Ugh, I love that woman. down. Just a woman crush Wednesday, if you ask me. All the time. So then they're standing there waiting, and they have like flowers, and they're just looking, and they're like, "Oh, there she is!" And this this beautiful black girl comes out with her like traditional garb, like Piper's mm-hmm. been seeing all the time. <clears throat> so she thinks this is the African exchange student, and, and then she like the walks right past walks her, right past him. and she's like, "Okay." Then we see Mari Bach from coming out, and she's in like her. South African, almost like her private schoolgirl uniform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she... She walks right past them too, because she's like... Yeah, she, she doesn't know that she's staying with a, a she, black family. She knows that she's staying with a congressman, and right. she can't imagine that a congressman would be black. Right. So then she walks right past them. So it's kind of like they're both... <laughs> both of their biases or mm-hmm. presumptions are like, well... We're going to miss Missed each you. other. Yeah. So, so then, then they go to the desk. They say, we're expecting someone to come through Amari Bach. And she overhears her name. And she goes, I'm Amari Bach. And they're like, what? So then it's kind of awkward. Very awkward. Super uncomfortable for both people. And then she, Mari's like, where's the congressman? Because I'm assuming at this point, she's probably still thinking like, "Yeah, Oh, the congressman's white, even though he has a black wife and black daughter. Right. So then they the mom's like, well, let's go meet him. So then they drive to his office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they and drive to Ron's office. They go into this big meeting room, and Mari comes face-to-face with Ron. Mm-hmm. And she starts laughing. And she's like, this is a joke, right? Mm-hmm. And Ron is like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's just kind of like, I mean, it's uncomfortable, awkward silences, mm-hmm. a lot of it. But that's a lot of, that's a big part of kind of your first steps. Yeah. And because Ron was also kind of like, I don't want this racist white girl staying in my house with my children and being rude to them. Right. Or, or, you know, making them feel lesser Mm -hmm. or inferior because of what she's been taught. Yeah. Which is super understandable. So then Mari is taken to their house and Piper's friends and brothers are there. And they like scare the crap out of her because they've got you know the African music playing, drums playing yeah, and African drums playing. They're and all dressed a, in traditional garb. Yeah, and they've, they've got, got a banner. Yeah, they've got a giant banner and says "Welcome, Mari." She freaks out. She runs upstairs and locks herself in Piper's room. So then she's in there for a while. She doesn't want to come out. The <laughs> one Billy kid. He goes, "Where is she?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and so then kind of they leave her alone. Piper finally goes over there. I mean, she's obviously upset because she's not happy with this situation. She was expecting something completely different and now she's stuck with this girl. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes she finally goes up there. She picks the lock to her room and she gives Mari fries and a shake. And Mari is like standoffish. She's like, "I don't want that stuff." Is that the next day after she makes a phone call? Or is that before? I think this is before. She's still locked up in a room because Piper has to pick the lock to give her food. She's like, you must be hungry. Here's some fries and a shake. She's trying to, you know, be civil. And Mari's still being standoffish. Piper is upset, obviously. So is Mari. They both talk about how they're disappointed with this situation. Mm. And then Piper kind of calls her out on it. And says, yeah. you're being really rude. We're hosting you. Yeah. You should be respectful towards us. And uh, Mari, kind of stunned that she's being confronted with this, sees that she has been rude. Mm-hmm. So uh, she, I think she kind of, there's a point where she goes downstairs. She's going to make a call. She goes downstairs at night while everybody's asleep because she didn't right. eat. Right. Right. And she makes a call and her dad is kind of like, oh, are you ready to come home mm-hmm. already? It's not even been a whole day. And she's like, no, no, I just wanted you to know that I'm having a really good time. Which she was originally going to call them and complain. Yeah. But she was like. It's almost like her stubbornness to prove her dad wrong. Right. And so <laughs> she goes, no, I just wanted to let you know I'm having a good time. Oh, somebody's coming. I got to go. And yep. she hangs up. Right. And then the next day, they're all convinced that she's going to leave, leave. Because that's kind of. The vibe she was giving off. She also overhears. Oh, was she listening on the staircase? No. She wasn't? No, I would have literally slapped you <laughs> in the face if that happened. But she does. She is in the other room, and she overhears mm-hmm. Piper and Roscoe talking. The mom. They're, they're evolving, Disney Channel. The last two <laughs> where somebody's been eavesdropping and spin from another room instead yeah. of on the staircase. Uh, so they're talking. Roscoe is saying, I think, you know, we need to give her a chance. Mm-hmm. This could be a good... Well, because Mari, eventually she was like, I want to stay. I don't want to go. And so Ron is mad about that. I know, but she says that because she overhears this conversation between Piper and the mom on the couch. Oh, that's right. So she hears how upset Piper is. It's kind of another rude awakening that, you know, she should be a grateful guest. And um, so then she tells them, I'd like to stay. Mm -hmm. Piper's now a little more friendly she's a little more excited she's like like, okay okay, cool so Roscoe who is the best character she's just the best Ron is still having an issue with this he's like I don't want her here (laughs) and Roscoe is saying this is a chance for her to be around people and learn Mm -hmm. from people who are different from her and Roscoe's like if I kick her out what is that teaching your kids Right. that's teaching them the same thing that they're teaching their kids about black people Right. And and she's saying what kind of progress can be made if you just push away, mm-hmm. which obviously there comes a point where there's it's kind of past the point of no return yeah. and there's no hope. <laughs> and those people, just, I understand, cutting from your life. Yeah. But it's the giving people a chance yeah. and also knowing, OK, they, yeah. this person has potential. They're eager. they already came to America. They're eager to learn. So yeah. why can't they learn more of a social change rather than just uh, going to school in America? Right. So she kind of is continually convincing Ron and saying, I think we should keep her here. Mm-hmm. And Ron's like, OK, he's still reluctant about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, so then Mari and Piper kind of have a little heart to heart. They say that they got each other gifts. And it's literally the same, like, bracelet. Yeah. It's just basically the same type of bracelet that they got each other, which was really cute. And they were like, oh, we have the same taste. Or we both have small budgets. And, like, <laughs> they laughed about it and had a good time. Yeah. So now that they're friends, or mm-hmm. becoming friends, we get... More, We get a classic montage. We get a shopping montage. They're going to the mall. They're riding on bikes. They're rollerblading together. But before the montage, Roscoe, the breakfast thing happens. Oh, yes. So so Mari comes down for breakfast, which she hadn't come down to eat with the family since she'd been there. And she comes down, and she sits at the table, and they're all kind of, like, shocked. And the two brothers are eating toast, and then they go grab an apple, and they leave. And then Piper is sitting there eating toast and whatever else. And Mari is like, um I'd like can I Oh she do goes a I- sausage. Yeah, she goes, Can you pass me the orange juice? So they do. Yep. And then she goes, I'd also like this type of egg. Yeah, I, I didn't listen this to her order. Sausage and something else. She was like she basically is ordering a breakfast to be served to her. Right. And Roscoe said Mari I th- I think Piper leaves too. I'm pretty sure Roscoe has her kids leave, which is what, what no, happened. No, Piper sits there. Oh, Piper is it? It's anywhere? just the two twins that leave. Oh, okay, but anyway, Roscoe goes, Mari, do you have a maid, a servant, somebody that cooks your food or whatever? And Mari's like, Yeah, yeah, her name's Flora, and she's like, Okay, well, here in this house, you eat what I give you, and you serve it for yourself. And then she gives her a box of cereal. She's like, Okay, and she leaves, <laughs> and, and Mari's like. All right. So and then, Piper gets up then yeah. to go get, like, ready for And the then mall. Mari, you know, pours herself a bowl of cereal, and Roscoe's looking on in the doorway mm-hmm. like, okay, this is good. Yeah. It's very, it's, probably very humbling for Mari, which yeah. is great. It's a fantastic scene. And Roscoe, she and
1: handles it so well. And you almost missed it. You almost I know forgot it.
0: And she handles it so well. Ugh, Roscoe mm-hmm. should just run the world. <laughs> Roscoe for president. Because she literally says, (laughs) while you're living here, you're a part of this family and I'm going to treat you as such. Right. So, Which means you're not getting spoiled and you're not getting to be served. No. You're going to make your own things. Just like the the rest of my kids do. Yep. Right. Yeah. It's a very like motherly way of going about it. Mm -hmm. It's great. I love Roscoe. Motherly discipline. So then we get the montage. Of the shopping and everything's good and everything's (laughs) great and whatever else. And uh, now like Mari and Piper are best friends. They are. I mean, they wear the same bracelets. They have gone shopping together. They like each other a lot. Yep. And then Mari, you know, we get some shots of her going to school. She's got to stand in the foreign exchange student line. Or transfer students. Yeah. Or, yeah, you're right. Or transfer students. It's kind of both. And she's standing there in line. She's starting to feel uncomfortable. I assume She's not standing in line. She's going to go stand in line. Oh. Well, she's... She's going to go stand in line. She runs into the big, beefy jock man. Yeah. But she's also, this school is more populated with black kids. hmm And she's obviously grown she's up in a full white. white school where black kids don't get education there. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like a culture shock to her. Which she's, she had that conversation with Piper, too. Right. So she's got, like, this social-cultural shock happening to her, and she's kind of stunned, and this guy is, you know, kind of messing with her. And then Piper comes up and defends Mari and says, Leave her alone. So then, you know, it's kind of another step forward in their friendship. And Mari's more comfortable now after that whole thing. And then Mari, Ron, who's still kind of been distant or hesitant about this whole thing, Mari comes down at night. She's going through kind of their living room slash Ron's home office, mm-hmm. and she's looking at his book Roots, and she's starting to open it, read it, and uh, then we see Ron come down, and he turns on the lamp. He goes, "Oh, I thought I heard someone down here," and then he he you know asks her, "What do you have? What do you got there?" So she shows him, and he says, "Oh, that's a great book," and um, you know he he just. It's a good conversation where he's encouraging her. and To read and learn about what's going on in the world. Right. And we forgot to mention there was a, a giant scene right before this where Mari and Piper are talking about offensive words. Yeah, this is when they're talking about the school because Mari says, oh, I'm going to such and such school, and it's an offensive term. Right, it's an offensive term. Basically, offense is South African term. They're kind yes. of talking about how it's the same as you saying the N-word. Yeah. Uh, so they have this conversation back and forth. And Piper the- is trying to explain to her parents, like, the conversation they had. And the dad hears the offensive terms because he's done so much, like, yeah. studies on...
1: He's like, did she
0: call you that? And and he gets really mad and almost kicks her out of the house. Right. And and Piper's trying to say, No, no, she didn't call me that. She we she were was just, just explaining telling me it. what it was. And so it's kind of like a a big conversation. The dad's, you know, calm calms down. Mm-hmm. And then we have this scene and she says, I know I I would never call your daughter that word. I would mm-hmm. never call her that. And he says, I know. And then he says, I don't think you're a bad person. I just think that you've been taught a lot of bad things, yeah. which is fair mm-hmm. and true. Very. And I think Mari's starting to understand that, especially since she's interested in this book that he's got. Yeah. And so she, he says, you can take that book home with you if you want. Yeah. And um, which obviously is probably banned in her. Well, because we South do America. learn that she starts learning or she starts reading a book that the school gives her. And it was banned in their country. And there are certain right. movies that are banned as well. Yeah, and and Piper is always saying, why do you think they're banned? She goes, oh, it's to protect us. And she says, to protect you from what? Mm-hmm. And Mari says, I don't know. It's just to protect us. Yeah. It, it's it." And she's convinced it's to protect black people, too. Yeah, Mari- She thinks this way of life protects black yeah. people and white people. Well, that was another thing because they were driving and a guy, like, cleaned off their windshield and she goes does he have a what was it it's not an identification card it's like a worker card yeah almost like a work id and they were like what the heck piper says what does that mean and And the mom explains well he in south africa black people have to carry around a card saying what their job is so that way people the government can track track them." them and piper's like that's weird that's suspicious and and Mari's like no no it's it's to protect them and it's like it's it's almost like this thing that she's been told her whole life is it's don't worry it's to protect you it's to protect them and it's like if you really think about it from what (laughs) it's to hold them accountable type of thing but it's like Mari has taken everything at face value since day one and has never questioned right she's not questioning anything but now she is yeah and there's also a great part of this where she says this looks, this place looks like the neighborhoods, the black neighborhoods in South Africa. And Roscoe says, yeah, there's a lot of work to still do here in America, too. Mm-hmm. She said, America has its own problems, too. It's not just your country. It's everywhere, which is once again true. So now they're becoming better friends. Mm-hmm. They're basically best friends at this point. And very fast friends when they found out they had the same taste. <laughs> yeah. They're like, same bracelet. Cool. Uh, (laughs) I trust you with my life. All of this comes to a climax of Stephen Baiko, the man who's been captured in South Africa, has died suspiciously. Hi, I'm Trudy. And I'm Joseph Drudy, but you can just call me Drudy, and you're listening to QVCHS and NBC ABC of J. Listen, babies, I'm back. Yes, Drudy is back, thankfully. And Trudy is in a separate room from me. We just kind of have a shield up for now. It's part of our legal agreement. Part of my restraining order. Yeah, he... Thankfully, Drudy agreed to come back after our slight disagreement. Right? Yep. He agreed to call it a slight disagreement. It was slight enough for me to get restraining order. Yes, but I'm so happy to have you back because Judy really wasn't that fun, Trudy, if I'm being honest. I am so happy to be back. I listen, Judy, she doesn't talk much for having such a big fat booty. Yeah, but I mean, listen, there's plenty of people with big bad booties that are quiet. This is true. Well, I have a product for you today, Trudy. You do? I've missed saying these words. Yes, I do. It's fresh off the market. I've missed you. It's fresh off the market. Did you miss me? I miss old Trudy. Old Trudy? Hopefully we'll get back. But it's fresh off the market. Well, part of the legal agreement was that I'd take therapy Trudy, sessions, Trudy. it's fresh off the market. We're not going to talk about this on the air again. But I agreed to therapy sessions. Should yes. we talk about that? Not on the air right now. I have a new product. It's are we fresh not off supposed to talk about our legal stuff and broadcast it live out there for the universe to hear? I have a new product. It's fresh off the market. Do you want to know what it is, Trudy? Sure, I guess. Socks. Socks or socks? Socks. Socks. Okay, what you the hell are those? You put them on your feet. They make them so nice and warm. They make them in many colors. They make them in many designs. Is they that a song them in you're many singing? Fashions. I wish it was. I could be a great rapper. Don't you agree, Trudy? I said song. Yes. I don't know about rapping. Maybe you could sing. Rappers make songs. Yes, but I feel like you could sing more than rap. Then maybe I'll be like Bob Burnham. Anyway, but yes, there's socks. You could never be like Bo Burn. You're right; he's too good. Anyway, socks you put on your feet—they keep you warm. They keep, they you keep cozy. your whole self warm, just well, through your, your feet. feet. But have you ever not been wearing something on your feet, and all of a sudden your whole body is cold because your feet are freezing? Actually, yes, I have. Exactly, because all the heat goes out your head and your feet and your nose, right? But then, how come when you're outside in the winter time, there's no like steam coming out from your head or your feet? That is a great question. I have no idea. I only know what I read and I trust everything I read. You do? Like a restraining order. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to know how much where they're coming from? Do you want to know that first? Sure. What it where is it coming from? They are coming from. Fresh. They're coming fresh. From How can socks be fresh? What are they made out of? Corn? No (laughs) cotton. Cotton is a crop. Yeah, but it... We're spending uh, too much time on the quality. They're good quality. Don't worry about it. They are fresh. They're good. But if it's fresh cotton, then you might as well just tape some cotton balls to your feet. Well, that's ridiculous. It's like polyester, too.
1: Just listen,
0: okay? Okay. You want to know how much it costs? Sure, how much is it? For a singular sock, it's only 20 cents. Why the fuck would you want one singular sock? If you don't have another leg. Oh, okay. We that's sell fair. for amputees. We're not trying to cheat people out of their money. Okay, that's so true. 20 cents if you got one foot. You want both feet, it's $20. It's good enough, you know? Do these socks, do they have to be a left foot or right foot? Or can you put them on whatever foot? Well, you can foot? put them on whatever foot. Well, then why can't you just sell two socks? If you have one foot, you can use two socks. You have one foot. That you use one sock, and then you get an extra sock that you can use. And if it's really cold, you could layer up. Wow, I think I'm going to buy some of these socks. Exactly. They're great. They come in fluffy, they come in regular, they come in no-show. What the the hell is a no-show sock? It's like when they cut the sock in half so you can wear it with a flat or a heel. (laughs) You just said that the purpose of socks is to warm up your feet. Why would you want to cut it in half? It's supposed to increase the warmth in your body. Well, because you don't... Now you have half the warmth in your possi- that you could have possibly had in your body. Socks have many, many good attributes to them. Sometimes you use them to keep you warm. Yes, th- your feet warm. Yes, 100%. But sometimes you just want to keep them on so that way your shoes do not stink. You know how when you take your shoes off, you sniff it. Oh, it smells so bad. Now you put this no-show sock on, you look, it won't smell. Yeah, but that doesn't always matter because sometimes there are people who wear socks with their shoes and it still stinks. And that is when you get our second product next week, which is a foot refreshener. A refreshener? A freshener. Okay, I'm excited to hear about it, Trudy. Me too. All right. Back uh, to the podcast. Yes. All right, so we're back. I just realized I may have pronounced Stephen's last name wrong, and I apologize about that. It's Biko. Yes, it's Stephen Biko. Like bird beak O. All right, so Stephen Biko has died. Um, the South African government claims it was suicide. Yes. Everyone else in the world is not fooled and knows this man was literally murdered. And this is when two government... People from the South African embassy come and get Mari and take her away from the family. Yes. Uh, because Mari- they're in fear for her safety when they find out, when the family finds out what happens to Stephen Biko. Right. So they come to get her. Mari and Piper are crying. It's really sad. They're very upset. And, you know, Mari does not want to be taken away. And she's in the South African embassy. She doesn't know what to do. She's kind of like sitting there like, what the hell do I do? Mm-hmm. Um. And finally, someone comes in and says, "We're sending you back home. All you have to do is call, call the operator, ask for international, uh, the international line, and call, and call them. your family. Yeah, call your family." So she's sitting there. The first call she makes is to the Dellums house, mm-hmm. and Piper like just misses the phone call and picks up yes this phone because too late. Piper was outside talking to Daniel. Daniel, um. About the Stephen Biko situation. Right. And he basically informs her. He's like, <clears throat> well, it's a good thing that they took her away because, like, their police officers killed this man who was standing up against the, the apartheid. apartheid. And she was like, How, what does that have to do with us? Like, I don't see the correlation here. Piper is very confused. And then Daniel tells her, he's like, do, wait, do you think that you would be invited He's like, you, you're, best, you're best friends with Mari, right? And she's like, yes. And he goes, do you think that Mari would invite you to her house like she's been staying here? And Piper goes, I don't I'm, know. We've never talked about it. Yeah, she's like, I've never asked her. And then he basically explains exactly what happened to Stephen Biko. Right. And Piper's kind of like shook up by it and shocked by it, too. Right. And, and you know, Daniel's making good points. Mm-hmm. Um. He, he's not very trusting of what she would do if her if it's her parents. Yeah. You know, if it's her family and her parents at her side, is she going to be the same? Will she still be Piper's best friend? Right. Or will she turn on her? Will she just go back to her old ways? Right. So it's, you know, a good question that he brings up. And then um, they call what's your face mari goes to call to make another call to international she's like okay i guess piper didn't pick up i'll just call my parents but then congressman ron dellums charging in the embassy baby Yeah, he comes up the stairs and she hears him and she's like yes so she puts the phone down she runs over to him and she says congressman dellums and he looks down you know she runs up to the stairs he looks down he says hey it's gonna be okay i'm It's everything's going to be okay. I'm going to get you out of here. So he goes up. He's talking to the South African embassy people. They're explaining to him the situation. And he says, yeah, I know the situation. You already have almost the entire world, you know, against you right now. He's like, do you really want another headline against you that says. You ripped away the. Yeah. South African embassy kidnaps. uh, Exchange student from her host home. No. And so Mari goes home with Ronald. Yep, so he he brings her back. Piper is so excited. But she, this is where we have Clash of the Titans. Yeah, we, ha- we have another clash here. Mari and Piper are hanging out. Mari's like, I'm so excited that I'm back. And Piper goes, could I visit you in South Africa in your home? And she kind of thinks about it and quietly says, yeah. And then Piper says, okay. So then they get to talking some more. And Mari basically kind of brushes off the fact that Stephen Biko is dead because that's what the person at the embassy told him, told her, was that it was suicide. Well, also, this is important, once again, very relevant to now, is the South African embassy tells her that Stephen Biko, and also through the South African government news channels, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's being declared that Stephen Biko was a terrorist. Mm Mm-hmm and killed himself. Yep. Meanwhile, there's protests all throughout America and Washington D.C. and talking on, about how he was murdered uh, because by police officers by police officers for standing against the apartheid. Sound familiar? Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay. Um so they get into this disagreement, Piper is mm-hmm. extremely offended. Rightfully so, mm-hmm. and tells her, and she goes, "He wasn't a terrorist. Yeah. He was a s- civil rights activist." And Mari was like, "How do you know that? Like, like this is what the people have told me." And Piper's like, "Your people have been lying to you forever. Why do you think they ban the things, these books and these movies, because they're talking bad about your people, like the yeah, people that government. you associate yourself with? Why do you think they ban that?" So then Mari runs out of the room. She basically kind of storms out of the house and is sitting in the front yard. Piper's also upset. And Congressman Dellums hears all this. He walks outside and he sits next to Mari. Roscoe and him both get up from the couch, but Roscoe does nothing. I'm assuming Roscoe goes and talks to Piper. Probably, yeah. But we don't see that conversation, which is heart-wrenching because I love Roscoe. I loved a Roscoe-Piper scene. (laughs) But Mari is sitting out there and she's crying and Ron is like, what's up? And she's like, Piper can never come to my house because I don't know how my family will treat her. Right. And she's ashamed of that. Right. And, and she's, yeah, she's kind of confronted with the fact that she's been living a white supremacist life Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not really doing anything to fight against it. Yeah. Yeah. It's more, she's not upset that she was called out. She's upset at, And ashamed of herself and her family and her country. So, you know, he tells her that the United States also had a long and still has a history um, Mm -hmm. of of overcoming those same problems.
1: And he's Um, going, you got
0: to start somewhere, though. Yeah. And he says, that's what I've been working to do for South Africa, Mm -hmm. is to at least have... you know, lessen government control over these things. Yeah. And he basically is like, Mari, you're part of that too. Like, when you go back, what you do is part of that as well. Yeah. He's like, my hope would be that it can start with you. hmm And so she feels, you know, she's empowered by that. Yeah. And Piper comes out and they make up, um, and we're getting to the end of the movie, basically. Yeah. She... She's leaving to go back home now. She's had her full stay. While they're out, while they're like making up, Mari tells them about the Weaver Bird. She tells Congressman and Piper about the Weaver Bird and how they have a big nest with a bunch of communities, and it doesn't matter if the bird is black, yellow, red, blue, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. They all live in this one community together in perfect harmony. And so we go to this like Pride event. Pride event. And Mari is there and Congressman Ron. We should put, cl- it's like an African pride event, right? It's not necessarily LGBTQ. No,
1: but I mean, I'm sure
0: they were there, Yeah, but, <laughs> but it's specifically like an African pride yes. event. Cause they're all Daniel's in there. there. Yep. And, and his, I think his whole family's there. Yep. Like it's just and kind their of a traditional gathering. African, um, outfits and whatever. Um, but yeah, they're like celebrating being African and being proud of that. And, uh, congressman tells the whole story about the weaver bird as well and then we go back to her going south home. africa yeah mari's at home now and it's such a good it's such a good scene yeah. she runs out of the car because the parents picked her up the parents picked from her, her the up the airport. they're getting out of the car and her first instinct is running out of the car and running to flora she drops everything yeah. runs to flora and, and gives her the biggest hug ever and it's also her parents look confused mm-hmm. they're like okay and um she hugs her. Flora's like, you know, did you have a good time?" And Mari opens her vest and she's sewn in the rebellious flag rebellion into mm-hmm. the inside of her vest. And Flora like, oh my gosh, I almost cried. I did too. <laughs> Flora is just so happy and she mm-hmm. gives her a hug. And then Mari runs. Okay, this is the best part. Mari runs into the house. She finds the cage with the weaver bird that's been trapped in the cage. Classic Maya Angelou. I know why the cage bird sings. And she opens up the cage, releases the weaver bird. But then we get, it ends, the bird is out of focus. <laughs> the bird. I, for- I had blocked that out of him my- I was like, where is she? I was like, did she release the weaver bird? It got released and then this it's like almost like a CGI. <clears throat> it's a CGI bird. bird. And they could have paused it where the bird looked good and like it was like a freeze frame, but no, they freeze framed it while the bird was <clears throat> Flying away, and they—it's a CGI. What's crazy is it's a CGI freaking bird. (laughs) It is a CGI bird. They could have paused it and made it look good. They could have made it look clear. I realize it was bad CGI because it was early two thousands, but still, it was a CGI bird. You had complete control over the bird. It's not like it was just a fake bird that was just flying up the scene. I need to take a breath. Ariana, calm down. But it was a CGI bird, and they just said, "Let's make it blurry." It it's really- the worst freeze frame ever, <laughs> and we have had the Xenon freeze frame. The Xenon but- <laughs> freeze frame was way better than the CGI blurry-ass bird. It really, I just don't know why they didn't decide to have the CGI bird be in focus. It's out of focus. You can see Mari clearly. It's just, I mean, whatever. It was a decision that was made. A but o- But overall, this movie was wonderful. That was probably the worst part of the movie. The CGI bird being blurry when it Her could been in go. focus. Her letting it go, perfect. This c- yeah, it was a great, blurry picture. Bad. It's kind of like a classic symbolism of freeing the bird, but Ugh. but I loved how it was used because at least it was like a through you know followed through story of the yeah. weaver bird introduced by Flora. Ugh. Honestly, it's up. It's like Roscoe and Flora are tied. Best character. Yeah, I was gonna say this. Flora is also a wonderful character. We just didn't get a lot of screen time of her, unfortunately. Oh man, I'm sorry. That really I <laughs> forgot about that, and that just pissed me off by no end. Two. All no right. End. So, uh, what's your moral of the story, Melissa? My moral of the story. It's kind of a long thing. Go for it. Um, is just specifically as a white person mm. admitting your faults and your ignorance. Um. That it's okay to admit that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But also, kind of, with most things, it doesn't even have to just be with racial issues. It's any kind of social, political, economical, moral issue.
1: If you're faced with an
0: issue, you realize you've been wrong. It's okay to admit you're wrong, and it's okay to consistently have to admit that you're wrong. Yeah. That's fine. You just, it's just okay to own up to yeah, I've benefited from this for a long time and I'm needing now to take action against that and make reparations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not going to be fixed in a day. Yeah. You also have to like be patient with yourself and with others and not let yourself get angry at someone for calling you out. It's that whole like Rome wasn't built in a day yeah. type of thing. Like it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to go, oh, that was... Yeah. This I'm was me. Fully educated now. Was, oh, <laughs> I recognize my... Uh, White supremacy. Now I'm going to just keep doing all the stuff I was doing (laughs) and benefiting from it. Right. It's like you got to, there still has to be a change made. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, then you didn't really mean it. It's kind of like apologizing and then doing the same thing you just did after you apologized for it. Or insanity. Yes. (laughs) Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a new result. Yes. So that's kind of my my thing is holding yourself accountable and that that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be called out by someone. It's okay to feel even hurt. Yeah. But don't attack that person for calling you out because you need to be called out. Yeah. That's okay to be called out. And that's my moral of the story, Ariana. What's yours? It's hard to like put down one specific one. Besides if you have a CGI bird freeze frame (laughs) when it's clear, you know. (laughs) Like I can't I think I got so mad about that I can't think. Um I don't know, I feel like it's kind of the whole don't judge a book by its cover too Mm -hmm. moral. Like, your biases. Like, put your biases aside because you don't know who you're neglecting or ignoring because of those biases. Like, if Ron and Mari both stuck stuck to their guns the entire time, they both would have missed out on one of the best relationships in that whole movie. Yeah, because it's important. Because it's like, they both were eye open to each other and, like, learned to love each other. Yeah. Regardless of how they felt when they first met. Mm-hmm. So I think that'd probably be. Yeah, being patient. Patience is a giant theme throughout yeah. here. Even Flora. Mm-hmm. Flora's been very patient. For years, raising <sighs> the kids, yeah. Yeah, very patient living with, within this family yeah. who is working for a government that's oppressing her and her people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's a hell of a lot of patience. Yeah. So, yeah. So a little bit more of a serious one this time, but that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's good It's good to have serious conversations. But next week, baby. Oh, heb, heb. (laughs) You're so stupid. Next week, we have a non-Disney Channel movie. We Mm -hmm. have this thing where it's like every six movies, we'll do a non-Disney Channel to just kind of give ourselves a break. Yes, and we're not going to tell you what it is. No. But but the clue is. Heb, heb. So if you know what that is. You let us know. They won't know. I'm Will. Just from huh, huh. I'm willing to bet that Katie Afton. You don't know? You know her. Uh, I mean, I've. You've I don't heard know if I've name. met her. I've, yeah, I've i I bet her, you huh? anything Katie Afton knows what hip huh, hip huh, means, what movie that is. All right. Well, if she does have her comment, have you her will. comment on our most recent Instagram post. I will. We're going to tag you <laughs> in it, Katie. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye.